0: Welcome in, beloved Blackhawks fans. This is the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast post game show. My name is James Naveau from NBC5 Chicago. With me, of course, as always, is the one and only poet laureate of Homewood, Illinois. It is Jay Zawoski. Jay, unfortunately, we don't get to discuss a victory this evening. We have to discuss a defeat as the Chicago Blackhawks lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first game of what is going to be a critical three-game stretch for the Blackhawks. A very odd game this evening. The Blackhawks dominated the first two periods, especially the second period of the game, which, like, basically never happens. (laughs) It was very odd, and then ultimately Tampa scored twice in the third and scored with less than .1 seconds on the clock in overtime to steal the second point at the United Center so
1: what a weird night man it was a very strange game it was a weird night and despite the overtime loss uh, with the 0.1 seconds left on the clock uh, Victor Hedman you bastard uh, nothing but encouragement for me from that game they uh, took it to the Lightning for three periods and I think we did see you know what Tampa can do when they're up against it and they can sort of find that next level look what Tampa did tonight is what the Hawks did to a lot of people in the in the 2000s right in in the 2010s rather is they would sort of coast around for two periods and be like oh we're down all right let's get back in this thing sometimes they win sometimes they lose but they could find that level and that's what Tampa did in the third but overall you mentioned it James the Hawks won a possession battle in every period I think that's the first time I believe all season that that's happened
0: I am flummoxed that they won it in the third period. I think they had one shot on goal through, I think it was 12 minutes of the third period, and yet they somehow managed to win the Corsi battle. It is just mind-boggling that they did that.
1: Yeah, so third period, uh, Tampa had 12 shots on goal. The Hawks had seven, but shot attempts to Hawks had a 19-17 advantage. So anyway, thanks for joining us. Uh, We are the Madhouse Podcast. As you know, follow us on Twitter at MadhousePod instagram madhouse underscore pod we're on facebook at madhouse hockey chi and send us an email madhousepod at gmail.com our merchandise shop madhouse pod merch powered by triple threat sports for all your team outfitting needs call chris 708-478-6090 go to madhousepodmerch.com to get some cool madhouse pod merch what else would you get there other thing tomorrow night friday night you'll probably be listening to this on friday so tonight friday night during the game we're going to be on hot mic you can watch the game with us live comment with us talk to us chat with us during the game uh very easy to do download the hot mic app either on android or the ios app store Uh, when you sign up you're going to be asked for a sign up code or a promo code whatever they call it that code is madhouse that will uh bring you right to our page you follow us and then join us for the broadcast it's going to be a lot of fun Tomorrow, we're going to be uh, hopefully filling the tip jar uh, for the South Suburban Humane Society. Uh, Very suddenly, my dog, Ray, has fallen ill. She was fine on Sunday, uh, got sick on Monday. We found out she had Lyme disease with very advanced kidney damage. Um, So very sadly, we're putting her down on Friday afternoon. So... We wanted to raise some money for the place where we adopted her from, South Suburban Humane Society. So hit up that tip jar. If you can't join us on Hot Mike and you'd like to help, you can hit up my Venmo at Zawaski book. I have it set up for my book sales, but it's at Z-A-W-A-S-K-I book on Venmo. Or my PayPal is, uh, is Zawaski at gmail.com. So any way you want to help, we definitely appreciate it. But hopefully you can join us for hot mic okay all that aside the hawks lose 3-2 in overtime victor hedman with literally 0.1 seconds on the clock (laughs) Uh, heartbreaking loss but like we said james overall a really a really solid overall performance maybe their best overall performance of the year and there's so much good to get to where would you like to start
0: I, I do want to point out that Jimmy Greenfield, uh, formerly of the Chicago Tribune, said that the second period may have been their best period of hockey since 2017. And um Wow. I'm having a really difficult time disagreeing with that assessment. The Blackhawks took the fight to the defending Stanley Cup champions. I know that we were really looking forward to this series, and I think that's where I want to kind of start, right? Like, this was going to be the series for the Blackhawks that was really going to kind of define whether or not they were a contender or a pretender, right? There were a lot of people who... We're kind of dismissive of the Blackhawks start because obviously 12 of their games already this season have been against the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Detroit Red Wings. It's not like this has been a really taxing schedule necessarily for the Blackhawks so far, but coming up it is because you've got the Lightning, you've got the Hurricanes, you've got the Panthers. It is not an easy stretch of games that the Blackhawks are to be playing moving forward, and I know they had plenty of time to get some rest. They had plenty of time to get their game plan together heading into Thursday night. I think they had had three nights off in a row which is unheard of in this NHL schedule so far and I have to say if we're going to start with anything any positive to draw out of this game we can obviously get X's and O's and statistics as we go through this podcast I think the biggest takeaway that I had in that game tonight was just the way that the Blackhawks basically stepped up and said We're going to assert ourselves here. We are going to dominate the middle of the ice. If you look at the heat chart for this game, all too often this season, the Blackhawks have been getting forced out to the edges by superior defenses, and they've had a really difficult time generating offense from the middle of the ice. The heat chart for this game, right up the gut for the chicago blackhawks they were very active in that area of the ice and you have to be in order to score goals and you saw the way that they were scoring tonight was just driving to the net and creating chances getting traffic they did all of those things right and they looked absolutely
1: awesome doing it i'm glad you mentioned the heat chart because that caught my eye too very if you've never looked at the heat chart if you go to naturalstattrick.com, you can select the hawks game and if you go down it'll show you a heat map and it's pretty easy to explain it's where the bulk of the shots are coming from and very often a hawks heat map will be very very dark around the points and not very dark in front of the net tonight it is dark dark red in front of where andre vasilevsky was and that to me that says a lot and as hard as the hawks have worked in most of their games this season i was really impressed with their work ethic in this one they were winning races to pucks they were winning battles in the corners. They were doing everything they needed to do to compete against an elite team. And look, the Hawks are, not they know they're overmatched. They know they're playing a team that's much, much better than them. But to see them come out and not play scared was incredibly impressive to me. And for all the criticisms we have of Jeremy Cowton's systems and some of his decisions, whatever. The fact is that these dudes are playing hard for him and Look, maybe you don't want to give Jeremy Cowen that credit, but if they weren't playing hard, he would be the one you would blame, right? So it's only fair to give him credit when a team's playing this way. They came out and they were ready to go. And James, you mentioned how so far this season, the Hawks schedule has not been the most daunting thing in the world, right? And that's true. But when the Hawks have been up against some of the better teams in the league, those have been some of their best games of the year. They've played really well against Dallas and Columbus. The game, not Columbus, I'm sorry, and, and Carolina. When they look like ass, it's usually against Detroit. <laughs> like it seems for whatever reason, and you said it last podcast, maybe they're playing down to their competition I did
0: say that but oh man a moment of brilliance for me
1: you have many of those I couldn't I couldn't even begin to to document all of them
0: lol (laughs) Zawaski
1: take a compliment it's a legit compliment (laughs) but they play well against great teams and tonight was to me their best overall effort of the season and that's very interesting Jimmy's saying that best period since 2017 I mean May- yeah, I mean, I possibly. I mean,
0: obviously, we're not going to remember every single period, but actually, if you yeah, I recall st-
1: a game in uh, September of. I, no, just that September. sounds like
0: Conan O'Brien doing. That's what I was doing. Like, yeah, yeah, the Conan O'Brien <laughs> like, yeah, I'm gonna sneer <laughs> at you boys. Yeah,
1: that was it. That's what uh, it was. the
0: Blackhawks did have a 67 percent C four in that period. They doubled up on the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Fenwick was even better. Have like. You- what a massively crazy period that was.
1: It was. And have you looked at any of the individuals yet in terms of uh, the Corsi ratings?
0: I have not looked at the end of game numbers. All right, don't I saw look. that Philip Kurishev <laughs> <Damn it>. had <laughs> been at 90% after two periods. That was insane.
1: He finished at 83.33%. 20 shot attempts. for. Thank you. Four shot attempts against uh, with Philip Kurishev on the ice. Look, th- the team played well. There's really nothing more to say. They played well, but... Tampa just has these weapons. I, I have to say, I don't want to be a negative Nelly, but not a fan of any of the goals they scored tonight.
0: Who the the, the lightning? The
1: Tampa goals were kind of like, yeah. I, I think Lincoln probably should have had all of them. I think the second goal might have gotten redirected in front.
0: That Stamkos goal was slick. I know, but. You
1: know. <laughs> Stamkos, he just has to score against the, he has to, when he plays the Hawks, he has to score against him. It's, I'm it's, the
0: big dumb idiot that didn't place, I don't think I played Stamkos in our uh, fan duel. Yeah, I tonight, forgot to, so. uh,
1: I forgot to just dress my team completely, so.
0: I, I did see that uh, after the fact. It's I been a day. I want to rub it in or anything. No, it's but. been
1: a day, so I will <laughs> yeah, excuse yeah. myself this week.
0: I'll get you some slack dude by the way if you guys do want to sign up for that the last couple of weeks we've had to do free contests because we haven't had enough signups come on people what more do you want so here's
1: the question this is what I'm trying to figure out and this is a FanDuel issue and if someone's really good at FanDuel let us know because I had to set up a league then people had to enter the league but I think the league is full so no one else can join and then people who are in the league forget to dress their teams I think that's the problem. What we need to do is find a way where we can have a different match every week. Maybe that's what, Maybe I just need to set up an individual contest every week. I don't know. i got to figure it out. But I'm frustrated. I, by
0: I will say that currently I am in eighth place out of 12 teams. I am doing very poorly this week compared to some of my previous performances. Came close to winning, I think, the second week. I think I finished in second or third in that one. I was right up near the top.
1: Nice. I have been really, really bad.
0: I wasn't I again wasn't going to say it but if you want to uh <laughs> throw yourself under the proverbial bus you god bless you Jay Zawaski. you do that.
1: All right, I want to give another um a shout out to another individual hawk.
0: Please, let's throw some roses at them. Give them the plaudits they deserve them I think even in a defeat.
1: There were a couple nice defensive plays from Adam Bukwis tonight. Uh broke up a 2 on 1, uh diving and breaking up the cross-ice pass. He made a nice play defensively in overtime. Uh, liked his game. He was 60.87% uh, in possession in this one. 14 shot attempts, 4-9 against with him on the ice. I think we're just starting to see his confidence come back a little bit defensively, where he doesn't look so panicked. I think a lot of times, earlier this season and earlier in his career, you would see him... I'm going to describe this poorly, but hopefully what I'm saying <laughs> uh, translates to people. He would sort of over-skate the guy he was defending he was so um you know obsessed with not getting beat that he would almost skate too hard where he would skate himself out of position so if someone went one way then another bokkus was too he had to recover and then he would get beat he seems to have sort of found his pace a little bit found his, maybe his footwork is improving defensively it seems a little bit there've been a, a bunch of impressive defensive plays since he's come back from covid and I think tonight he was he was really solid again.
0: Um, I'm going to agree with that. I saw a, a listener had made a comment during the game that they kind of missed Nicholas Bodan being in the quarterback slot on the power play. And I was thinking about some of the strides that Boquist has kind of started to make as an even strength defenseman. And I did like the fact that obviously his possession numbers were so good tonight. And I know there are still obviously some things that he's going to have to iron out in his game. His positioning isn't always the best. He isn't always the most assertive guy on the ice. We've, we've levied those uh, critiques and criticisms before, but I have, as, as have you have really, since he came back from COVID, I have been really impressed with the fact that he seems to be kind of taking to the game better right he's kind of listening to his instincts and he's not a step slow in reacting to things on the ice and i'm not going to go overboard and say this is the Adam quest that we'd always been hoping and praying he would become Nope, he's, not he's there yet. he's making strides yeah, he's that's there. that's the important thing we saw i think maybe Maybe regression's a little bit too harsh of a word for what we saw last season from Adam Boquist, but I think at minimum we saw kind of a shuffling of the feet. I think we saw him kind of in a in a stasis. He was kind of in like right in that middle area, wasn't really progressing, wasn't regressing. I think we are seeing him take a step forward. And obviously, last season, maybe coloring that a little bit because anything looks like progress at this point for an Adam Boquist. But ever since he came back off of the COVID list, I have been noticing him kind of being more assertive. I do think his positioning is improving. Not obviously the best, but certainly not as bad as it was last season. And most importantly of all, I do think he is putting himself into the game offensively, and that is what they need him to do badly because that's why they drafted him number eight overall was to be a guy that was going to be capable of doing stuff like that.
1: Yes, and I know uh, before we even start saying it, he was a minus three in this game. That that that's true. He was on the ice for all three goals against for Tampa. So um, obviously, it just so
0: happened that the uh, shot attempts against were apparently good ones.
1: Yeah, yeah, but that's not great. But I, you know, I think that we're finding over time, and and it's not really news. That the plus minus thing is a bit overrated. It's too dependent on so many other factors. That
0: shorthanded goal that Tampa scored, by the way, with Boquist on the ice was absolute garbage play by every single player involved. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could not I couldn't believe on the Blackhawks power plays tonight, and we're not gonna get into a huge, like, negative fest about this game. I think there is way more positive than negative in this game. Their zone entries on the power play tonight were absolute dog crap they were so bad they kept getting stood up at the line and credit to tampa who does have the league's best penalty kill yes i, I will say that the Blackhawks did not challenge them enough in that regard, and they just they didn't really do anything. I couldn't quite figure out what they were trying to do with the blue line, whether they were trying to be fancy, whether they were trying to bulldoze in. It just seemed like there was a lot of, eh, you'd take it, yeah, you'd take it, and then nothing would happen. Yeah. It was kind of like my senior prom night. It wasn't great. <laughs> wow.
1: Do you want to dive into that or should I just let it go?
0: Now it's not time to get on the couch okay. right now. All I right. think that we,
1: and that's what my date said to
0: <laughs> anyway. God.
1: Nice. Uh, yeah. I, I see where you're. I, yeah. And it is the top rated p- penalty killing. The league. It's funny. Yesterday, Jeremy count was asked like, Hey, have you found a weakness in the uh, Tampa power plant? And he's like, well, no one else has. And so if we have, <laughs> we're not going to tell you about it. Uh, but clearly the answer to that was no, but when they did get in, they were, they were okay. They had some possession. Um, it's just, you know, it's it's hard for me to be down about this game at all. It really is. And I said today uh, on the score that if they come out of this series with three points, so three out of an available six, you call it a win. They've got one. They let a potential su- second one slip away. But I don't think it's unheard of that they can maybe pick up a win over these next two games. They, they played pretty well. Um, and what I'm glad we didn't see was, look, those first two games were just absolute massacres. Against Tampa, right. the first two games of the year, it was two totally different leagues on the ice there, and to see them not only hang but dominate for stretches against you know, t- to, in my mind, the best team in a central division, it's impressive. And yeah, the result sucks, but the overall game, if they play that way every night, they're going to win a hell of a lot more than they lose.
0: See, and that's the thing that I'm slightly worried about is because I know that they play again tomorrow night, and that's. I'm nervous, man. You had several days to kind of get ready for this game. I think you saw them give Tampa what I would argue is kind of their best punch. Like they've kind of, you know, lined up for it and just kind of threw it at them. I'm very curious to see what John Cooper and his coaching staff are able to kind of glean from the tape tonight. It's the kind of downfall of playing a team three times in a row, especially one that's as deep and as well-coached as the Lightning are. They're going to start to pick you apart. They're going to start to find some weak spots. They're going to start to find some things that you do poorly, and they're going to exploit them, and they have the talent to do it. I'm really curious how the Blackhawks are going to look coming out tomorrow night. It would not surprise me in the least if the Blackhawks came out tomorrow night and Tampa just laid it on them in the first period, right? It would not surprise me if Tampa put up an awesome coursey period, knocked the Blackhawks back on their heels a little bit. That's kind of just the vibe that I'm getting right now based on what we saw tonight. I give the Blackhawks and Jeremy Colleton full marks for tonight. The game plan was really good. The possession numbers reflect that that counterpunch is coming tomorrow night, and it is going to tell us a lot about the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw a hot take at you. Are you Uh-oh. ready for this? Yep, I'm ready. The first period of tomorrow night's game is the most important period
1: the Blackhawks have played all season. Damn. That's a hot take. I liked it. <laughs> that was fiery. Speaking of fiery, hold on. Yeah, Let me us. do it. Let me do it. Fry the coop. Nashville hot chicken. You want the fireball of death coming out your beehole? Go to Fry the Coop and order something hot or hotter, and uh, that's what's going to happen. You just made a fart noise on the podcast, basically. Yeah, basically. Um, but that's what's going to happen, man. It's Nashville hot chicken, but it might as well taste good going down, and the best Nashville hot chicken I've ever had is at Fry the Coop. Oaklawn, Elmhurst, Westtown, Prospect Heights, and coming this month to tinley park i can not wait if you've never been to fry the coop i already said nashville hot chicken they've got the tenders they've got the chicken sandwich they've got the donut chicken sandwich they've got the chicken and waffles if that's not enough they bake bacon into the waffle batter yeah you heard me bacon (laughs) in the waffle batter what more do you need to go to know go to frythecoop.com, place your order online you check out you drive to fry the coop you're going to get there your order is going to be ready they're going to hand it to you through the window thank you very much you're in you're out you're home you are enjoying your hot chicken and you're loving it this is the jay zawoski james Naveau madhouse podcast guarantee if you go to fry the coop you're going to absolutely love it it's the best nashville hot chicken you've Ever had. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. We come back, we'll tie a bow on this thing. Uh, a couple other things we want to cover real quick, uh, but that, we'll be right back with more on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything,
0: which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news, We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in friends. This is the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast post-game show. We've been waxing poetic about a Blackhawks loss. Yeah, that's right. You heard us. We were satisfied. <laughs> even though the Blackhawks lost 3 to 2 in overtime to the dastardly Tampa Bay Lightning. We have one more kind of big topic that we want to kind of hit on right now, and that involves everybody's favorite man child. It is Brandon Hagel who once again showcased his skills, his finesse, his subtlety, and his speed <laughs> tonight as wow. he picked up an excellent primary assist on a Ryan Carpenter shorthanded goal. By the way, kudos to Mr. Carpenter. Three goals in his last two games. Stud. Showed some pretty good uh, shooting skills tonight there, Tex.
1: Yeah, he's he's playing well. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I, we might just have to start sponsoring the daily Brandon Hagel update because he's become everybody's favorite. Everybody, We love him. Our listeners love him. Uh, our guy Russ Dorsey from the Sun-Times loves him. By the way, if you're on our hot mic, you might just see Russ Dorsey sneak in there with us. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Uh, a shot on That's goal. That's called a tease. Hell yeah, it is. A shot on goal, four more shot attempts, five hits for Brandon Hagel, and to take away His effort on the shorthanded goal, the Ryan Carpenter goal, was insane. The shot on goal, the puck shoots straight up over Vasilevsky, and... And where a lot of guys would sort of wait for it to come down, Hagel went right where he knew it was going to land, corralled the puck, won the battle, and Carpenter was there to pump the goal home. Man, he has been so impressive. And I know we've sort of joked about it tongue-in-cheek. I said it yesterday on Twitter, put Hagel on to Power Play, you cowards. You brought it up today on Twitter and got a little pushback. So let's talk about that a little bit before we wrap things up. If realistically... We wanted to try Brandon Hagel on the power play, and if you haven't heard every podcast, first of all, what's wrong with you? Second of all, um, we've sort of said that he could fill that Andrew Shaw role, go win some battles in the corners, and then occasionally get in front and and direct the puck. Challengers have said he doesn't have the hands to play the Andrew Shaw game, and until he starts scoring, um, they're probably correct. So James, looking at the Blackhawks power play units, do we have a spot Right now, realistically, for Brandon Hagel.
0: Based on the things that he's able to do well, which is use his speed and then go and get, you know, retrieve the puck from the corners and use his physicality to do that. I could envision him taking the role of somebody like Philip Kurashev, who... While he's an excellent scorer, and we have seen him shoot the puck well and do those types of things well, I think that Hagel's ability as kind of a facilitator, as a guy who can dump the puck in and go get it using his speed and physicality to do so, I could see him swapping out with Kurishev on the second power play unit. that probably be where I would start him out at. I'm not sure if I want him necessarily going to the front of the net at, with the – Obviously, the critiques of some in the Blackhawks blogosphere, podcastosphere, whatever we want to call it about his hands – I am not as down on his hands as everybody else kind of seems to be. I will obviously concede that the scoring just kind of hasn't been there to justify that faith on my part. But I would probably swap him out with Kurashev just to see if they could get some type of uh, contour and some type of different look to their zone entries especially and to kind of get things set up. I think that we've seen that tenacity pay off in a lot of ways. We saw it pay off again tonight before he even – the pop up basically in the offense er, in the, or in the offensive zone. Hagel drove down the ice and got a really nice shot off on Vasilevsky to kind of set that entire thing up. And then the Tampa Bay Lightning, all four of them that were in that end of the ice, just kind of stared as the puck dropped right to where Hagel was standing. And he just kind of casually gave it to Ryan Carpenter and said, Here you go, buddy, finish this off. And it was a thing of hockey beauty. So I think tenacity, physicality, and speed, I think that he could fill in that Kurashev role, and I know that's probably not going to be super popular since he's obviously a really good scorer, but it, it would be interesting to give them a different look on that second power play unit, so that's where I would probably put him.
1: Yeah, that's tempting. I, I, I like Kurashev's offense. Um, obviously, we all do very, very much. I I don't know. That that, that makes sense. I don't need, I don't need this Yanmark on the power play, though. I don't need to see that. I know he's a guy that gives you a face off option if someone's tossed out and all that stuff, but I don't know. I, I look, the power play is good. This is something that's probably not something that needs to change. I don't know if the Ryan Carpenter's uh torrid uh goal scoring pace is going to stay. Um but look, it doesn't need to happen. I just think that
0: is it just everybody on the covid list by the way comes back and just all of a sudden starts doing stuff. May,
1: may, I don't know. Maybe that's, you know, the, they're so f- flush full of, uh, you know, like emergency and all the, <laughs> those little things that are uh, those immune uh, boosters. They just
0: I, I think the only exception has been uh Walmart, right?
1: Yeah. Boy, Boquist,
0: a... Debrinkit. Everyone's uh, been
1: better since they come back. Yep. Carpenter. Yeah. But just to finish my point on the power play. Sorry. No, it's OK. Um, Again, Mark is just he's a guy. He's a body. And I think that. Whatever you whatever you feel you're getting from Myanmar kind on of the power play, you can probably also get from Hagel. But again, we're picking nit. It like it's more of a joke that Hagel should get a chance on the power play. But I would like to see if things do start to slide a little bit. That's a guy who can go do that dirty work, those dirty work chores that make a lesser skilled power play successful. Second unit for me for him makes perfect sense. Yeah, uh, at some point doesn't that have to be now. I'm not flipping tables over because it's not happening, but I would like to see it happen at some point this season, just to see what happens. What's no, this the is worst? Us being that happen?
0: greedy, man. We just want to see more of
1: Brandon Hagel. Who doesn't? It's the the Chicago Brandon Hagels at this point.
0: Apparently, Jeremy Collison doesn't. Well,
1: everyone loves Jeremy
0: Collison. We know that. Jack Adams candidate Jeremy Collison. Don't ever forget it.
1: I will not forget it ever, ever in life. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We appreciate it. Hawks lose 3-2 in overtime, but they're back at it Friday night, and so are we on Hot Mike. Download that Hot Mic app on Android, on your iOS, Apple app store. It's free. It's free to join. It's free to watch. It's free to participate. When you sign up, use that promo code MADHOUSE and join us. We are raising money for the South Suburban Humane Society uh, I can't say in memory yet because we haven't put my dog down as of this moment, but we're putting her down tomorrow afternoon. It's very sad. It happened very suddenly. So, my way of coping with that is to raise money for a good cause. If you can't join us on Hot Mike, feel free to hit up my Venmo. Even a couple bucks helps at Zawaski Book on Venmo, JayZawaski at gmail.com on PayPal. Uh, anything you can spare, we'd appreciate if you want to make a donation in Ray's honor. So we'll talk to you tomorrow night at 7 o'clock on Hot Mike. Don't miss it. It's going to be a great time. This has been the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast was brought to you by
0: Triple Threat Sports, Mariska's and Crest Hill, Dr. Squatch, and by Fry the Coop.